I'm Gary. This is Austin. And we are Midwest Mics coming back at you live from the Uclick TV studios. Uclicktv.com. We are inside the High V Arena. As always, you can tell it's still closed. It's dark behind me. Not a lot of basketball going on. Uh, Jim's up there behind the scenes making us look and sound good as always. So uh, today's today's a big day, right? Today's a huge day. Huge uh, day. It's somebody's birthday. Huge day for America. It's uh, Austin's birthday today. Yeah. My birthday today. Uh, so having a real fun uh, quarantine birthday today. Uh, wife made French toast this morning. Nice. It's pretty good. And then, uh, yeah, and then we just, I got a, I got a present from her. Uh, she got me a Mahomes jersey, which is great. Who's that? Who's Mahomes? Uh, he's a pretty decent quarterback. Okay. Uh, okay. That may or may not end up being good. Okay. So she went ahead and took a chance on buying that jersey. Okay, even though he's still on his rookie deal. Still on the rookie deal. We're not sure how, he, you know, not sure. But she took a chance, and I'm going to wear his jersey just in case he may be good. Okay. I don't think you're good until you get uh, two MVPs probably, right? Yeah, probably something like probably, that. Probably, I don't know. I don't so. Know. so she got me that jersey, so that's pretty cool. Uh, it's nice to have a Mahomes jersey because it's like the one guy that the Chiefs will never let go ever, yeah. ever. Like he's going to be a Chief forever, uh, well, God willing. And uh, and so that was pretty cool. And hung out with my son this morning and stuff. So yeah, kind of it'll be a kind of a quiet. I'm going to work later. It'll be kind of a quiet, quite a kind of a quiet birthday today. But it's all good. So yeah. count your blessings still, right? I can Careful. I can one up you there, Austin. I what? my 22nd wedding anniversary was April 5th and. We had a quarantine wedding anniversary, and uh, you know, I didn't have a big expensive dinner to pay for, or the movies, or. Oh my gosh! There you go, lucky guy. Did yeah. you have to cook dinner? <laughs> huh? Did you cook? Yeah, I don't remember what. Yeah, I had, <laughs> something I had, good. I had my second anniversary actually on Tuesday, second wedding anniversary. So. So you were quarantined. Congrats too. for being we married, guys. Yeah. Congrats for being married. It's so hey, great. I'm on twenty. He's on two. Yeah. What? We got the twos covered. I'm a numbers guy, remember? Yeah. He's two, I'm 20. Two and there 20. Oh, yeah, that's good. So, all right, well, our guest today is Coach Jamie Kelly. He is the head boys and girls soccer coach at Shawnee Mission East. Um, he has been the girls coach since two, the 2009 season to now, and then he took over the boys in 2007 until now. So, Coach, thanks for coming in today and, and joining us via video. I appreciate you guys having me on today, and uh, yeah, uh, the the happy birthday to you, Austin. That's exciting, and thank you, uh, sir. I'm also I'm also a married man, so uh, I can join that club with you guys. Fantastic, awesome. Awesome. that's great. Yeah, I know. I was gonna say, uh, uh, yeah, thanks for coming on. We wish you, we we wish you could have you in the studio, but we're kind of limiting all that all that exposure stuff, and and so, but it's awesome that you can can get on with us uh, via technology that jim puts together thanks jim and so so yeah it's awesome to have you on the show today yeah it's been fun i've been uh it's nice to do something besides a zoom meeting for once that's a little <laughs> different yeah <laughs> been, uh, um, with our school and teaching been doing like tons of zoom meetings with our kids and i've met with my team several times uh my girls team uh throughout the last couple of weeks and it's been it's been a, a interesting change yeah, how is the kind of distance learning or technology learning? How is how is that going? Uh, you know, it's just an adjustment. It's uh, it's like my, my wife's a teacher, also, and the way she described it is, it's like learning a new job. Um, even though we've been teachers for you know, I've been teaching for 19 years, um, it's we've never done anything like this before. 
So just the challenge of uh, trying to uh, get the information that we need to get across to the kids, uh, just uh, making it essential learning instead of just uh, a whole bunch of um, little stuff that we go along the way. We cut out that some of the stuff and focus on the core. I teach math, so I'm not going to bore you with all the details. <laughs> um, and so then uh, uh, just focus on the true essential learnings that they need to get for that next level for the next year. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, I mean, it's been an adjustment for me, like as a sub, so I haven't messed with any of that. But on the parent side of it, you know, I see my kids doing it through their district out in Raymore Peculiar. And so it's been an adjustment. I mean, luckily, I, I'm able to help them with, you know, most of their stuff. They're in finishing up fifth grade and eighth grade. So it's not above my head just yet. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's the challenge for most parents at home right now is, you know, we're fortunate that I teach math. My wife uh, is really good at English, so we've kind of got those two covered. Uh, but it, my, I have an eighth grade daughter and a, a third grade daughter, so we're still kind of like with you. We're still able to cover everything that they've got uh, coming their direction. Yeah, definitely. So um, let's kind of uh, get into it. You know, you've been at Shawnee Machinist. Uh, you said as a teacher uh, for 19 years, so since 2001, uh, you got your master's at Baker, uh, went to Missouri Valley, uh, quite the playing experience. You played college soccer for four years. You were first team, Heart of America uh, Athletic Conference in 96 and 97, also a varsity captain, played high school uh, soccer for four years, first team all Sunflower League. Uh, first team all metro in 93 honorable mention all state in 92 uh, first team all state in 93 um, varsity captain i don't remember if i said that 92 and 93 broke broke a school record for goals in one season in 1993 and then career goals also that same year and played premier soccer for 12 years so a little bit about your your playing experience there quite the accolades um thank you crazy to hear them all out loud again it just means that i've lived a long life <laughs> uh, what, uh, coach what's what school did you go to coach uh high school i went i actually went to china mission east uh, oh did you cool uh, when i was here so um and then i went uh to missouri valley college down in marshall nice. missouri and <clears throat> on a scholarship and you know, just worked hard to do everything that I did. Um, it's just trying to instill that hard work that it took for me to, you know, be able to accomplish all those things and, and to my players now to try to show them what it takes to uh, play at that next level um, and hopefully try to go further with the, not only being uh, um, the athleticism of playing in the game, but also the student side of it too. Make sure that their grades are where they are so they can. Uh, get to that next level and be able to play in college and have success doing it. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, I, I always try to tell kids, too, is your, your grades are the first thing any college is going to look at. So that's the first thing that can make you not eligible to accept a scholarship, no matter how good of a player you are. Yeah, for sure. You, you, you really limit yourself. If you're a fantastic player, then and you don't have the grades then juco is the best you're going to be able to do because juco's can you know um, get those players in to help them get their grades up to then go on to that d1 d2 you know d3 level or nai level um 
But if you don't, if you don't have, if you have all A's and you do well in your ACT, SAT, well, <clears throat> you're a great player. Then you can pretty much write your ticket, you know, to wherever you want to go. So don't talk about not limiting yourself, you know, and maximizing your potential as much as possible as a student athlete. Very cool. Uh, coach, do you get more – now we know it's a little bit different, but is it more joy or more fun uh, doing all those things you did as a player or as a coach now? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think that <clears throat> I appreciate more now as a coach what I was able to accomplish. It's probably a better way to this, the best way to say it <clears throat> because – you know, you don't realize it when you're playing in high school, when you're playing in college, that, <clears throat> excuse me, um, you don't realize that, you know, at some point, even especially in high school, that your playing time is going to come to an end. You know, you think you're going to play, play for it. Um, and then um, being able to, you know, have some individual success was nice. Um, but we never won a state championship at East. Um, we never won a conference title at Missouri Valley. So I missed out on a lot of those team rewards. And to be able to see that with my high school teams, we've won conferences several times uh, for boys and girls. Uh, we've won regional titles. Um, we've gone to state with the boys. We got third in state, uh, which is the best we've ever done in the history of our school. Um, so to see those team accomplishments happen and the joys on the kids' faces is extremely rewarding as a coach. Yeah, a few of your accomplishments as a coach, uh, you know, with, with the boys' teams, the Sunflower League title in 2010, Sunflower League Coach of the Year in 10 and 16, regional titles, uh, several, 2007, 2012, 2013, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. Uh, state Final Four uh, in 2012 and 16, you took fourth. And then 18, you just mentioned the third-place finish. Uh, career record, 150 and 66 and 10. And then with the girls, uh, Sunflower League titles, 2010, 11, 13, 14, 19. Sunflower League Coach of the Year, 2010, 13, 19. Regional titles, 2010, 11, 12, and 19. And then your career record, 105, 45, and 10. So quite the list of accomplishments there also, uh, you know, since taking over these these respective programs. I think he needs a stadium or, or at least a field named after him. <laughs> I know. That's, <laughs> well, let's go. All right. Okay. Yeah. We'll let's start make it happen. fundraiser at the East Fund this year, Coach. Let's make it happen. <laughs> You know, uh, you, you coach anywhere long enough, then you're going to you're gonna get a lot of wins <laughs> and everywhere. So, uh, it's, it's still high school sports, that, uh, right? <laughs> it is, yes. Uh, you know, it's fun to have all those accomplishments for my teams and those players and uh, what they've been able to do because, you know, if it's, it's, you can think you're a good coach or a bad coach, but it's about um, the players you have and what they do on the field is, uh, makes us coaches look really good. Yeah, I was going to say, Gary's, Gary's talked about before, uh, uh, one of the best things that he, he loves about coaching is that uh, when, when teaching somebody uh, a certain technique or whatever, whether it's football, soccer, or whatever, and then actually seeing them execute it to where, like, the way you taught them, he said that's, like, one of the biggest things he's, like, he, he ever, like, he feels, like, super accomplished uh, when that happens. Like, there's no greater feeling than that. Oh, I totally agree. I don't know how many times at – um, halftime of games, like we institute a game plan 
and for whatever reason, the kids don't do it, do their own thing. <clears throat> and then at halftime, we're like, hey, this is not what we talked about. This is not what we wanted to do. This is not how we're going to beat this team. <clears throat> you tried it your way, now try it our way. And then they go out and do what we asked them to do. And next thing you know, we're, we're walking away with a, a W under our belt. And, you know, after the game, it's like, okay, so did we see what just happened? You know, please trust us as coaches. We know what we're doing, how to incorporate what we need to do to win against this team and this opponent, you know, it may be different than that opponent. And it's just that education, you know, trying to get the kids to uh, understand, you know, that there's more than one way to do things. Sometimes we have to make adjustments and we incorporate that into life lessons as much as we possibly can. Because it's just like any job, you know, I mean, well, look at us now, you know, we can't, we can cry and whine about not being in our classrooms right now, but that's not going to do any good. So how to go forward to, you know, adjust and make it happen so that we can all still learn and accomplish something together uh, instead of, you know, whining and crying about it, which isn't going to do any good. Yeah, learn how to adapt to uh, certain situations. One thing that will help you out too, and I can help you, I'll print, I'm going to print off a copy of this resume that we have here from your, and I'm going to, I'm going to like frame it for you. You can put it in the room. And when you're talking to the kids, you go, look at this. I know what I'm talking about, guys. I know what I'm talking about. I like it. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, that's, that's one of the great things I think about organized team sports. You know, you touched on it a little bit there. It just, it helps you to learn life skills more than, you know, more. It's more than about the soccer with you. It's more than about the football with with our program, and um, you know, Coach Hare with the basketball program, and, and Coach Lawrence, and yep. all of our great coaches that we have at Shawnee Mission East. I know that that's a big piece of what we try to instill. Is yeah, we're we're trying to win games and we're playing a sport, but we want to teach you about life and how to adjust and adapt when you have to. Yeah. I mean, I think that's just, that's the main thing is because we talk about all the time that like, you know, especially after like a hard loss, like I'll say, if this is the worst thing that ever happens to you, you will live a fantastic life, <clears throat> you know, oh, because yeah, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, um, we all have someone who um, uh, we've lost someone too soon, you know, a grandparent, you know, um, we've always had someone who, you know, maybe you might have cancer. It seems like everybody knows someone who has cancer at this point. You know, those are really life problems and life issues. Um, a loss on a soccer field, while at the time might feel like the end of the world, you know, especially, especially like the seniors at the end of the season, you know, you lose that last game, you know, and it wasn't the final, you know, championship. You're, you know, you're crushed, your high school career's over, you're done, and it's a lot of hard luck stuff to deal with. But then, you know, we try to, you know, make sure that we bring it into, you know, reality that, you know, you'll, you'll miss the time with your teammates and your friends, you know, that's what you're going to miss the most more than being on the field and actual games um, and that camaraderie and community and um, team chemistry that you've built. Those are the things that you'll miss. And those are the things you need to remember to carry on towards whatever it is that you're going to do on your, in your life, you know, in college, your next college team, um, your next job, um, you know, when you get married, you know, uh, down the road, um, when you have kids, all these other things that you have forward to look, you know, um, look forward to as a as a young adult to an adult uh, to try to really focus on those things and what's going uh, coming forward. Definitely, definitely, you know, good to look forward and um, 
you know, on that note, though, let's take a look back. You know, last spring we talked about a little before you got going. Uh, your girls, you guys made it to the quarterfinals, um, which in Kansas, the top four teams get to go to state. So one round before that, uh, lost a tough game to an opponent you had tied in the regular season. Uh, so talk a little bit about that, uh, you know, that last spring season that you guys did get to play. Um, so <clears throat> we had a lot of good players um, coming back last year. I had a really strong junior class, um, which are now seniors this year. So um, we always set our goal to uh, try to win league because the Sunflower League is so tough that if you win the Sunflower League, then that sets yourself up for a good um, playoff seating. Uh, so where you can set yourself up as a high seed, which obviously the higher seed, you know, on paper, you play against, you know, easier games. But um, last spring, it was, <clears throat> there were so many good soccer teams across the board. Like our first round matchup was against Mill Valley. And while they had a lot of losses, I think like 12 or 13 of their losses were by one goal. So it wasn't like you're playing somebody who yeah. their record was really bad, you know, um, on paper, but they were really good. And they play in the EKL, which is obviously a very good league. And so then um, the um, when we had the um, uh, playing in that game against Mill Valley, we had, um, uh, uh, I think we won one nothing if I remember right. Caroline Nelson scored the game-winning goal, but it was a battle like the whole time. Um, and then we played uh, Shimeshin West. Um, we were able to beat them 2-1. to one. Um, to get, make it quarterfinals where we matched up against Latham Northwest who had knocked off the number one seed which was Blue Valley North um, and then played us who was the number two seed um, and then they knocked us off too so they got we ran into a hot team at the right time and they they were playing their best soccer um, and they were just better than us that day you know they just they uh, we just didn't we made lots and lots of mistakes but the biggest thing we didn't we didn't connect passes as like we should have and we ended up getting a couple of um, um, uh, turnover, get turned over in the midfield a little bit. And it just kind of, you know, led to two goals for them, one in each half. And um, I think we hit the post once. Um, their goalkeeper made a couple of big saves. And, and we just couldn't quite just couldn't quite get the ball in the back of the net like we had all the, the, the season that we had going into it. So, you know, sometimes in playoffs that happens, you run into a team that's hot and, you don't play your best game and all of a sudden you don't have enough to uh, recover from it. Yeah. I mean, that's still a really tremendous season getting to the quarterfinals, you know, one of eight teams that, that made it that far. And it's always tough to, to lose that last game and not, you know, not finish uh, with the state championship. But then after the season um, kind of going into summer do with the, uh, the Acacia rules, do you get to do a lot with the girls in the summer or are they kind of doing their, their club teams or how does that work? So we can still do stuff in the summer uh, with all the sports. Like every sport can do stuff in the summer. Uh, it's just a lot challenging with the girls because they just got done with their season. So they need kind of that time to rest um, and re recuperate and recover. Uh, so I do a camp. Uh, during the week uh, with the boys and the girls. And so that's usually the next time I see the girls is during that week-long camp in the end of June. Uh, and then after that, we have kick-arounds over the summer that the boys come to. Um, they, they're out there every day. But they do 
their focus is different because they're basically using that time to get in shape and get ready for uh, their season, which is coming up in the fall. So okay. the girls, we do the, uh, we do some winter conditioning. Um, uh, we, we can't have a ball there, but we just do some winter conditioning like that um, uh, to help them get ready for their spring season. Okay. Yeah. So um, with you, then it's kind of going year round because you kind of have to get your boys ready during the summer, and then they play in the fall, and you're getting the girls ready in the winter, and then they play in the spring. So. How do you juggle being, you know, a head coach of two two sports? Uh, the good thing is, is there's a break between each one. So I've got the winter to kind of relax a little bit, re, you know, rejuvenate because it's hard when you lose that last game, especially with the boys. You know, you you especially when you go to state. You know, you're playing those extra weekends, um, and you're just mentally, you know, spent. Um, from all the highs and lows of uh, that. So it's good that there's a good break. I don't know how coaches do it when they go from a winter sport like football straight into basketball. <laughs> that seems crazy. Um, uh, or even basketball into a spring sport because basketball is such a long season yeah. over the winter. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, to have that winter to kind of take a break, rejuvenate, and then get excited for the girls' season again, and then start conditioning um, in January and do that, and then go through girls' season, and then kind of the same thing. I've got summer to kind of relax a little bit and then uh, kind of hit it hard to, uh, like in the middle of June and get going with boys. And You know, we're coaches. We love, you know, love doing it, love being around all the kids. So uh, about a two weeks off, three weeks is good enough, and then I'm, I'm ready to go again. <laughs> Yeah, I I uh I did coach, you know, football and basketball very early in my coaching career and uh, you know, I I don't know that I could go back to to going right into it again and and be just as excited, you know, um going from football to basketball cuz I mean, it is a grind when you when you go right from one sport to another and you know, those guys that do coach three sports year round, I I applaud them cuz I definitely at this stage I'm 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 not wanting to do all that. <laughs> It's just they just like they just like being busy. They just like being busy, man. Yeah, yeah. I, if uh, I want coach, to stay married, I need to not coach a winter sport at all. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that, uh, coach. As far as club teams go, do you encourage the uh, the boys or the girls to play on club teams, or do you just kind of say, "Hey, guys, you want to do that? Go for it. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. Whatever." Because I, I actually, from experience that I've known, I've actually had a, a, a friend of mine whose uh, son. Uh, the high school and the club teams were kind of at odds with each other as far as like spending time doing whatever they weren't encouraged to go one way or the other. So how do you feel about the club teams and what they, what, what they, what they fulfill for the kids? Uh, I, I coach club also. Cool. Um, so okay. I, am, I, I do coach with the Casey fusion um, soccer club. Awesome. So, um, but I, I think it depends on the club coach, to be honest. Like I, I've heard stories about what you're talking about. Yep. Um, like I, I encourage my Academy players. Like with the, I coach the 2006 Academy team. So it's the highest level for that um, age group for the club, but I encourage them to play other sports because there's so much benefit from being a multi-sport athlete. So I've got girls that play volleyball girls that play basketball. Um, it's what um, it's what, you should not be taking away from kids' ability to do what they want to do. They're kids. Mm-hmm. This is the time they get to do this, the, these things. You know, how do we know that that one person 
you know, should focus on this sport when they could be great at another sport also. You know, maybe that's their calling. Maybe that's their ticket to college. Um, so I think that uh, we should always work together with them. So like, even if you, you know, as a high school coach, I've got uh, uh, some kids that, you know, I think they still play volleyball, you know, the girls on the side, yep. you know, um, uh, they've got uh, the boys. Most of the time, the boys are locked into high school. They don't do much um, like that. If they play baseball, they take a break and then they jump back into it. Yep. Um, but as far as you don't have to play club to play for my program, um, the uh, um, Clayton Phillips, who broke um, uh, Tyler Rathman, broke my school record for goals in a season, and then Clayton Phillips broke his record. And Clayton Phillips never played club soccer ever. Wow. Um, he um, he was on that team that helped lead us to state, and when we got fourth. Um, uh, he uh, again, like I said, he set the school record in goals. He's a super athletic. Um, he was on the state championship baseball team for Shawnee when they won. Um, what was that? 2013, maybe. Uh, the state baseball. I th- I th- no, yeah. that would be state 15, I think, or something like that. Yeah, or 15. 15. Yeah, I somewhere think right 15. in there. Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah. So um, you've got uh, so if I was one of those coaches that said, hey, no, if you don't play club, you don't get to play for me, then we never would have gone to state because we yep. played and wouldn't have played, <laughs> you know. So I think it's crazy when coaches try to limit players and try to um, honestly, I feel like it's a bit selfish to say, oh, you can only have to play club because you know, I want you to be good for me and my sport and what I'm doing. Make me look mm-hmm. good. That's what I think of when coaches say that. Yeah, I I definitely, you know, I mean, I've experienced, I've seen club coaches like that, but I've been at other high schools too where, you know, kind of the head coaches can't necessarily work together and share the athletes. Yeah. And that's one thing that I always tell people is special about Shawnee Mission East is how all of you guys as head yeah. coaches do work together and, share the athletes and if you know if there's a conflict you guys work it out and don't necessarily put it on the athlete to choose you guys as coaches figure it out yep yeah i 100 percent agree with you on that one the coaches we have at east have been fantastic with it um when i first started at east it wasn't always like that um uh, i can tell you that for sure there was definitely a little bit of conflict and um some coaches fighting for players and i'm glad the culture's changed what it is now um, I just think it's it's better for the kids. Um, yeah. The kids are stressed out enough these days. The last thing they need is something they enjoy, like sports, to be stressful. Yeah, uh, for that's, sure. That's not okay. Like sports are supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be your outlet away from all your issues and problems. It's supposed to be your way to exercise and create a life um, a life sport that you can do. Um, and, and like we've talked about before, create those team concepts, team chemistry, and learn to those life lessons so yeah so um let's kind of get to you know the the main point of of having you on today and you know the uh you guys had tryouts a week of tryouts and then a week of practice and then spring break comes and kind of everything is starting to get canceled kind of toward the end of the last week of school and then you know right after that kind of everything else comes down and then the governor says schools are going to be closed. Keisha cancels all spring activities. 
kind of take us through, you know, tryouts and then that week of practice. And then as everything starts shutting down, what's, what's kind of going through your mind? So the, we had, we knew everything was kind of coming. You, know, you can see, when you watch the news, you can see that, you know, that there's a big deal, big issues going on in the world. And then, you know, New York, I think was just starting to kind of get in LA, we're starting to get the uh, hit a little bit. So um, communicated with my girls after tryouts um, and that first week of practice we had um, that, you know, we might be, maybe we'll be out a week, you know, after spring break, you know, uh, maybe two, um uh so when we went through um, that week of practice uh you know girls were a little concerned but i told them hey stay focused we're supposed to play lawrence free state the thursday after spring break uh right now that's still gonna happen and if it does you know we gotta be ready so make sure we're locked in um and then uh, we had our blue black scrimmage which was fantastic for us we uh, looked that's when i kind of really knew we were um we were set up to really make a good run this year because uh we had about five kids on J, five six kids on JV could have played varsity, um, and I had you know talks with them about hey you're good enough, but this year I've got 11 seniors and 15 returning varsity players, so I just don't have room for you this year. Um, so keep working hard, you know you'll you know get your chance at some point this season to come up and play a little bit. Um, but then we beat our JV like six seven nothing in 40 minutes. Uh, in our blue black scrimmage and we've never done that before as a program beating our jv like that so it was that's when i knew we had something really really special going on this year and so then we went um uh i think it was it was maybe during spring break i think um uh when governor kelly came on and said there maybe it was a week after you know said no school for the rest of the year and in the back of my mind immediately i just i just came into my head like okay well, we're done like no there's no way we can play spring sports no way we can get together and play soccer games if we can't even go to school and that that was kind of a harsh hit you know because um, i really really felt for my 11 seniors i've got because all of a sudden now you just immediately start thinking of them and you know what they're gonna miss out on you know something that as an athlete and you know everybody's you know a lot of people played high school sports at least if you didn't play in college you know what it's like to play your your senior year and play it on that jersey the last time and you know um celebrate with your teammates and all of your accomplishments you've done in your community for four years and all the work you've done into that and and then kind of poof it's gone yeah it i mean i you know we were talking a little bit again before the show but that that's the hard part to kind of swallow is especially for those seniors knowing that you know some of them it was the last time that they were going to get to play soccer you know as a group as an official organized you know for their school regardless it was going to be their last season as a lancer and you know over the four years all the work they put in and and they kind of don't get that payoff uh you know at at the end to finish it yeah it's um it's just so hard to have those kids because I've got five of my 11 seniors are going to play in college. So they are going to get the experience, you know, playing, you know, for a school and a community again. Uh, but those um, uh, six other seniors that aren't going to play in college, like this is it for them. You know, this was their pinnacle. This was their chance to celebrate with their family and their friends and their peers. Um, uh, and that one last time together and um, they just, you know, they just don't get that chance. 
I got a quick question on that. Coach, with, um, with the college, the NCAA going to um, allow the spring athletes another year of eligibility, um, how many freshmen coming into college next year are going to be redshirted, and what is that going to do with the cycle? Is the cycle ever going to level out again? Do you think? Um, how, how do you think that's going to affect the seniors coming out of high school right now into college? Uh, I think it depends on the college. I was talking to um, um, a parent that had a, a kid in college who was who was a senior. Um, and they were telling me that of the, I think, five seniors that were at that college, only two were coming back. The other three were, were they have jobs, they, they're going out in the workforce, um, they're going to go ahead and, and move on um, and not come back for that extra senior season. So I think it kind of depends on each um, school and their unique situations. I think there's going to be a lot of seniors that, you know, they're, they're, they're going to graduate and they're going to move on to the workforce. And unless they had a chance to play maybe professionally, then, you know, then they felt that that benefited them that way, then maybe they would come back again and play, or maybe they just want that, you know, chance to uh, play again. You know, of course, they'd have to wait through the fall and the winter all the way around to the spring again. So. Uh, I think I think it's going to be unique to each school uh, yeah. with how they um, handle it and how each uh, freshman comes in and if that changes their mind freshman-wise, if they want to go in or not. I know all of my players are still going. Well, the, probably the, the Blue Bloods, the, the high-end schools that went play for national titles, those kids will be probably the ones that stick around that thought they had a chance for a national title this year maybe maybe those the, right. you know all those seniors might stay on but yeah I, I i i've never thought about what you just said and that's you know you know well i'm just going to go ahead and move on i'm gonna you know it's over i had see i hadn't seen that <laughs> so it, it's basically that rule was made for the seniors for this year is mm -hmm. that is that what that is for like for fourth year players yep. at college is that yep. just for what sports is that for? is that for all sports all or spring sports in the ncaa just spring just yeah, spring just sports spring. Gotcha. Yeah. No, KU doesn't get another run with this same team in a national championship <laughs> in basketball. Sorry, sorry, Austin. No. I know that disappoints you. No, I'm good with that. <laughs> yeah. Even though you know what, I just throwing it. You know, we're switching. That's a switching subject a little bit. I do think KU would have won. Would have won this year. Thank I'm you. I'm not a KU fan, FYI. But thank you. I think so. I mean, I I had I think they had the I don't know about most talented, but they were pedigree. It was like raw talent, and then self was had been on his game, so that would have been nice, but. We'll never know. I'm a KU fan, and I would have liked to have seen that. They were, they yeah. were really, really good. And I, I remember watching a few games this year, and I was just like, man, no one's no one is as consistent as KU was this year. That's not, the, not as consistent. That's the double asterisk, one before, one after, then COVID-19 after that. Yeah. <laughs> well, man. Um, so, Coach, why don't, why don't you, uh, kind of getting back to your team, why don't you talk about each of your 11 seniors um, that – unfortunately did didn't get the chance to play out their their final year at east yeah so um let's start with uh um, helen holzberline um this is her second year on varsity um she was kind of one of our utility players she mostly played as an outside back um outside defender um i'm not sure how much you guys know the position so i'll try to be specific <laughs> um she played like as an uh, outside defender uh for us and she could also play in the center defender role um, um, she's super athletic, um, got a great work ethic. She's also a cheerleader in our school. 
Um, so she's a multiple multi-sport athlete uh, as well. Um, and actually her, her, her younger sister, Kate, a freshman, and she made varsity. So she kind of misses out on that opportunity to play with her sister for the first time ever. Mm. Uh, so I know that was kind of um, uh, maybe uh, more sad for her family <laughs> and them getting that chance to do it and for her to, uh, those two to play together for a little bit. Um, then we had Cameron Gossick. She was a second year uh, varsity player also. Um, she was our, uh, voted our most improved player last year. Um, she played on the flanks and the wing. Um, she's super athletic also. She played on our varsity basketball team um, as one of our point guards, or I'm sorry, one of our guards um, on there. Um, and I think one of their better players on there or at least contributed a lot, started. Um, um, she was our second leading goal scorer last year. And um, it's just, it's she, obviously she can jump, she's fantastic in the air. She's, um, you don't see a ton of girls that are aggressive in the air to go head the ball, um, but that's exactly who she was. She would go in there, uh, scored a bunch of header goals for us last year and uh, would have been, been great for us again this year. Um, Anna Parker with her third year on varsity. Um, she scored some big goals for us last year. She scored, in fact, uh, the game-winning goal against Shine Mission West in the playoffs last year. Um, and uh, she's gotten better every single year um, that she's been in the program um, and contributed up top as a forward. Uh, then we had Isabel Velez. <laughs> this is her third year on varsity. Um, she also played forward on the opposite side of Cameron. Um, she has great left-footed crosses. Uh, she's extremely coachable, um, great attitude. Um, she's really fast. She's actually going to be a, a multi-sport athlete this spring. She was going to run some track while she was playing some varsity soccer. Oh, wow. So wow. Um, um, uh, she was going to try to uh, make that work out with them as much as it could without. And again, it goes back to what we talked before, like me and uh, Coach Stollard and Coach Poso talked um, um, about, you know, you know, is it okay if she does this? They said, and I said, yeah, of course she can do it. You know, um, uh, I think that's great. Uh, you know, we just work out conflicts. That's the main thing. Like if we have a track meet and a soccer game on the same day, we all want to know ahead of time, which one is she going to choose? Yeah. Um, and so, and Isabel said, you know, if there's a conflict, I'm going to play soccer. And so that way the track coaches know and they can plan what they have going forward teams and everything if she was going to be on the relay or just the individual 100 um, I think that just goes back to what we talked about before about you know the coaches at East all together you know to help the student athletes the best we can yeah. so yeah, good. Um, Kate Niermeyer this is her third year on varsity um, she was one of our players who was going to play in college she was going to go down to Baker University and play <clears throat> um, she played in the attacking mid uh, center mid year for us um, and this year she was going to be our defensive mid uh uh, she's got a great shot from distance um, when she puts it on frame. Um, she she got so many chances to score last year and just kind of missed out on some of them. I'm just unlucky. Um, and so we're going to put in the defensive role to let her um, be able to shoot from distance a little bit more as opposed to being higher up the field. Um, and she's great at switching the point of attack. And she's uh, uh, going to do really well at Baker. I know Baker's going to enjoy having her down there. Uh, Maggie Shutt was one of our captains this year. Um, this is her third year on varsity. Um, she's uh, one of the best 1v1 defenders we have on our team and then that I've seen across um, the league. Uh, she, we would always put her on the other team's top forwards to try to shut them down. Um, she's quick, she's disciplined, um, and she's great at attacking out of the back. Uh, we have, um, I always have my outside defenders attack up the line and up the flanks. 
Uh, and so uh, it, it puts so much pressure on the other teams when you have good outside backs that can get up the field and help attack and then also um, recover to get back on defense too. And she had the speed and athleticism to do that. <clears throat> and she's hilariously funny. I mean, she's definitely fits in as one of our uh, captains uh, for sure, um, both for uh, common relief and for her leadership, um, uh, both. Um, Josephine McCray um, is one of our captains also this year. This is her third year on varsity. Um, she's actually gonna go play at Trinity University uh, down in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, she um, was our uh, MVP, voted our team MVP last year. Um, she's the vocal leader. Um, she's the, the, the nail that crushes people, that hammer in the back. Um, she goes extremely hard. Um, she's a triplet. She grew up with uh, uh, two brothers. So that's where she definitely learned her <laughs> um, toughness from as being the only girl, two brothers, uh, the same age. So uh, extremely vocal leader and she, uh, tore her ACL her freshman year, so she knows adversity. She knows how what it's like to sit there and not play for a whole season and then come out and then play varsity for what would be three years straight. And, you know, um, she was a first-team All-Sunflower League last year um, and first-team All-State last year. Um, uh, next was Cindy Darris. Uh, she was one of our goalkeepers. Um, I have two goalkeepers. I'm extremely blessed that um, I had two stud goalkeepers. Um, both of them are going to play in college. Uh, Sydney was voted first team um, All Sunflower League. And then my other goalkeeper, Isukaitis, was voted second team All Sunflower League. Wow. So I had, I, was, I mean, it's very, very rare that you would have both the first and the second team All Sunflower League goalkeepers. Um, they split time, um, which is why they were able to both get the, the award. Um, and that's what I do because they're both good. I mean, they're both playing in college. They're both super athletic. Um, Sydney's going to go play at the University of Central Missouri. Um, she was one of our captains, our third captain this year. This was her fourth year on varsity. She's been varsity since she was a freshman. Um, um, in the back, uh, just her quick, um, she's quick reactions, great, um, big save ability. Um, she was first team all conference, uh, like I mentioned. Um, she was also voted the goalkeeper of the year in the Sunflower League. Um, she was first team all state, and then she actually uh, won the the Kansas Six A Goalkeeper of the Year award. So she's a uh, she's a stud, and uh, we'll, we'll definitely miss uh, having uh, her in the net uh, for us. And then Izzy Sukaitis is our. She's been on varsity since she was a freshman, also. Uh, so both those goalkeepers came in as freshmen and locked down their spots for all four years. Um, just like I mentioned, she was second team also in Fire League. Um, she's uh, a little bit taller, has more length than Sydney, so she's got the ability to reach those high balls that kind of float. Um, try to, the, you know, the shots try to come floating over goalkeeper's head, so she's able to get those. Um, she's got that big save ability to be able to reach, um, you know, those those ones that go to the corner. Um, uh, she's funny, <laughs> works really hard, uh, it's gotten better every year. She's going down to Lincoln Memorial University, it's in Tennessee, uh, it's a D2 school down there. Um, and both the goalkeepers, Sydney and Izzy, are going to do fantastic down there. Uh, last two players are my Carolines. Uh, Caroline Chisholm, this is her fourth year on varsity. Um, she played on the outside flanks, um, like where um, Cameron and Izzy um, uh, 
uh, Velez played. Um, they fought. Uh, she fought through a bad ankle sprain last year. Her sophomore year, she led our team in assists. And then last year, she got a really, really bad ankle sprain um, at the beginning of the season and was out most of the season. Um, and then when she came back, uh, she just picked up right with the left off, you know, a couple of great assists in the goal um, in some of our last games. <clears throat> um, and uh, it just it's really too bad that she, I know she was going to have a big breakout year again, like she did her sophomore year. She came back healthy um, and she was going to do fantastic for us on the flank. So I felt bad for her that she wasn't able to get uh, that, that final season that would you know, solidify, you know, um, her and showcase her talent, her skill level that she uh, was able to, that, to do back like what she was when she was a freshman and sophomore. <clears throat> and then our uh, last player is Caroline Nelson. Um, this is her fourth year on varsity. Um, she um, uh, is going to the University of Denver uh, to play D1 soccer there. Uh, she was a first team all Sunflower League. Um, she is the uh, Sunflower League uh, forward of the year. And then she was first team all state also. Uh, she was our leading goal scorer. Uh, played up top for us. She's super strong. Uh, she never gets knocked off the ball. Um, and she um, uh, gets in there uh, and her, she's got speed, skill, strength. Uh, she's got the whole package. She can shoot with both feet, left and right, which is what makes her so dangerous because defenders usually force them one way. You know, if you know they're right footed, you force them left. You know, left footed, force them right. But uh, you can't force her one direction because she can turn and hit with both feet and. Um, Scored a huge goal for us in the playoff against Mill Valley. She went from like half field, dribbled through like three girls, and scored off the post and in on the back post. So that's just her talent and what she can do. And um, it's uh, just fantastic and great. So um, those are my 11 seniors. Uh, definitely going to miss uh, having them out there. And, um, uh, you know, just one of those things that hopefully they can have some closure a little bit um, through uh, some of this. So you guys are able to do for them. And, um, uh, to try to promote them as much as we can, and um, uh, I, you know, appreciate you letting me, you know, chat about them a little bit and talk them up and how awesome they are. No, we, we we enjoy it, and you know, I mean, like like I said, as, as a coach myself, I know how you know you you make those attachments to kids, you know, especially when they've came through your program for four years, and. So, you know, it's – I know it's a tough spot for you to be in, you know, as as the head coach to, you know, kind of not get that send-off for, for these girls that you would have liked. Yeah. It, it, you know, you just miss out on, you know, like even just the little stuff like the banquet at the end of the mm-hmm. season because yeah. the banquet – the seniors always, at least in our banquet, you know, the seniors always say a few words. And usually that's the highlight of the banquet for me personally and most of the parents and everybody. Just you get to hear these kids talk about their four years and those cool memories they have and what they have, um, uh, you, know, the, you know, thanking their parents, you know, for <laughs> everything the parents do for them, you know, and have done for them with, you know, driving carpools and driving them everywhere and, you know, uh, if they played club soccer, you know, all the all the financial, you know, uh, I mean, you could buy a, um, a cool car or something like that if you didn't have to pay for club soccer, I would think. But uh, uh, but all those little things that they get to do and uh, those, are, I think, are the things that we kind of miss, you know, uh, miss out hearing on. And so we're going to try to get together whenever we can. You know, hopefully it's before August and they all go off to college. But you know, hopefully in June or July, if maybe we can get together, you know, we'll have like a little 
mini banquet, if we will, for the seniors and the varsity team to get together to have that chance to do that. Um, do you know if East is taking um, um, part in the uh, around the country uh, stadiums? Uh, high schools are going to light up the lights on Fridays at um, eight twenty, which is twenty twenty military time. Have you heard about anything about that yet, or not? If that's going to happen, it's starting tonight. I know. I have not. I'm not sure. I know that East. We don't have lights at East, so unless they're doing it at like North or South Stadium, I'm not sure. What is that? What is that for? To for the seniors. They're going to light them up for 20 minutes, 20 seconds. Oh, 2020. 2020. Here and, it know, is. Here's another. That was right idea. over my head on that one. <laughs> I, I wish. I wish drive-in theaters were still around. You could have your banquet at the drive-in. Put. We could put you on the camera, and then yeah. you could be up on the big screen, and then they could put the little speaker in their car, and it would be social distancing, right? Oh, there you go. This guy's full I don't of know ideas. if you want to see my head that big, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll make sure and uh, tweet that, like, with the little gift where you don't want to see my head, though. You don't want to see my head, though. <laughs> no. Sometimes I think coaches' heads get big enough. We don't need anything like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, trust me. My co- ask my co-host. Hey, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, I haven't done anything to make it's like know, a half my joke. Get big that, that big yet, you know. Here, here's what we need to do for graduation: have graduations at your neighborhood McDonald's or whoever wants to sponsor it, and and then on you, know, you have a PA system out. And, and next, walking or driving across, and then they drive through. <laughs> get oh, a drive-through <laughs> graduation. They then they hand it out through the window. There you go. Whoa. <laughs> Wow, Jim, solving the world's problems here this morning. <laughs> he solved like four of them. Right? Live. You yeah. heard it live right here. <laughs> yeah. <from> Midwest Knights. <laughs> um, so, Coach, when, when you look at these 11 seniors and you, you think back over the last three years, uh, three and a half years, you know, of, of coaching them up, what's going to be kind of your lasting memory other than, you know, the obvious that we didn't get to finish play the season? But um, what's going to be your lasting memory with this group? Um, I think that for that one, it's, it's their hard work. Um, they've known each other for so long uh, that they knew um, how to push each other. Um, they knew if someone, was ha- if someone was kind of having a down practice or a down game, they knew how to boost each other up um, and pick each, other's up, uh, pick each other up. Um, they, one thing that about this team is that they had more balance than I think I've ever had a team uh, before and what I mean by that is uh, they knew when to laugh, they knew when to be serious, um, they knew when to um, um, uh, fight for each other. Like they, they, you could tell that they loved playing for each other and that they were determined to get to state this year. Um, you can just see um, the way that they interacted with each other. Uh, the, the, that those are the things that I'll miss um, the most about this team and. Uh, that team chemistry that they had uh, was second to none. It's awesome. What? Yeah. So actually, I had, I had one more question. I we like to ask all of our guests this, the same question, but before that, I was going to ask uh, soccer guy, right? So sporting fan. Yes, I am. Like big time. Um, yeah, I like to. I don't don't get to go to as many games as I'd like to because right. they were. 
um, you know, busy with our season. And then um, uh, my wife and I are teachers, so getting affording yep. tickets for the whole family of four is uh, kind of challenging sometimes. Yep. <laughs> but I go to as many games as I can. That's awesome. Yeah, last game I went to was uh, I went to actually when they won the when they won the championship. Super cold. Oh, no. It was like oh, I was there. Oh, worry, man. It was like yeah. eighteen. I was, it was on like, the field. Oh my god. You were on the field, Jim. Yeah. So it, was, it was. It was super. It was really. The atmosphere was insane. It was like eighteen yeah. degrees. I had my phone out. I was watching the. Uh, I think it was snowing. Huh? Wasn't it flurries? Snow flurries. I think there was some. There it was, was Missouri, uh, Missouri Auburn, right? Missouri was playing Auburn in the SEC championship, and so I had my phone, and I'm like yeah. keeping track of that score, and I'm like shivering while I'm watching them. And then as soon as they hit, as soon as they hit the shot to win, because we went down to yeah, it was penalty kicks. They went down, penalty and kicks, as soon yeah. as they hit it, I wasn't even cold anymore. I just like I was like yeah, and then like we oh yeah, insane. I always try to tell everybody I'm like it like literally the sporting sporting what's the, what's the stadium called? It's not sporting stadium. What is it? It's yeah, not so strong. Children's Mercy, that's right. So I think Children's Mercy Park, 120, 50%, 100000000 million percent, totally rivals atmosphere at Arrowhead. And I would actually feel better taking my son uh, to a sporting game rather than a Chiefs game. I love the Chiefs. Those guys get a little crazy. Sporting is definitely more family-friendly. So I always tell everybody, I'm like, dude, if you have young kids and you want to take them to, to a game, uh, Royals is fine. It's a little bit long, and it's not it's it's not as exciting if you don't know baseball. But right, right. I always say, man, right. go to a sporting game. Don't sit in the cauldron uh, with your kids. Yeah. <laughs> really? no, I, I, I think it, I think it's really fun, but you know, so, there's, they'll, they'll they'll learn some new vocabulary if they do that. No joke. Yeah, they have. Yeah, I I They're was hilarious. like, I love the cauldron. They're second to none. They are absolutely fantastic, and that's what uh, helps make the atmosphere there is the way that they literally sing and chant the entire game. So yeah. it's great. Yeah, the coolest thing is, uh, and one of the best things about it is, it's like they yell the when the other the other goalies kicking off. They always yell, you know, crazy stuff. <laughs> I can't say it on the show. They always uh, yell crazy right, stuff at yeah. them, but I felt like in the family section you couldn't even hear them. But what you could hear is like no, the drums. You yeah, you can't hear it, but you can hear all the drums and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to get that because sometimes uh, it, you know it could be hard to be. We have we have some you know football coaches and stuff on. And I'm like, hey, big football guy, and they're like, man, not really. I'm super busy with football. I don't really don't even watch Chiefs or whatever. But so it's really cool to hear that that you're big on sporting because I think as far as being a franchise in Kansas City, as far as stability goes. They're the most stable yeah. franchise we've had in the last 20 years. Well, and you, yeah, you bring yeah. that up. You talk about sporting. Uh, I saw a story. on This is their 25th anniversary. Two things that I think happen that continue to make sporting happen. And I don't know if sporting exists if these two things don't happen today. One, changing the name from Wiz or Wizards to Sporting <laughs> KC. Yep. Two, yeah. uh, moving out of Arrowhead and – into their own soccer-specific stadium. I yep. really, truly don't know without those two things if if soccer didn't – soccer is supposed to be somewhat European still, and I've heard Americans say, well, you need to change this, you need – no. Soccer fans like soccer atmospheres, and that's what you got with those two things changing. Yep. It's definitely growing yeah, no, for sure. Um, you know what, and then before I do ask the barbecue question real quick, I wanted to get your take on um, – I think soccer is still – like building up towards being more of a because everybody knows they got football, baseball, big time nationwide stuff, uh, and then big time pro, pro, you know, pro leagues, obviously, right? Uh, it, do you think the MLS is on its way to being 
kind of up there with them, or is it we still? I mean, I think we're still like a decade out, maybe maybe a decade out from it being as big as MLB. I think it's more exciting than MLB. Uh, I do love baseball, but I, I think soccer is a little more exciting game because it's always going. So, uh, what do you yeah. think it's going to take to get to that that point with the other pro leagues? Yeah, I'm right there with you. I played baseball growing up um, while I was playing soccer. Uh, but even when I played baseball, I mean, I played third base, and even there, I was I would get bored yeah. while I was playing. You know, it's just I mean, baseball so it's just a slow game. I really feel yeah. like they need to do. So I, I listen to a lot of sports talk radio and listen to what some of the changes that guys talk about, and I'm like, but yeah, I go watch that. That you know, if it was seven innings instead of nine, but yeah, because now all of a sudden you're starting pitchers. I mean, the, the game strategy changes. And it's I think it'd be more exciting. But anyways. Um, uh, oh, I yeah, I think that I think that MLS is going to keep growing and growing. Um, I think that um, what helps so- or what helps soccer a lot was all the concussion stuff that was going on in football. Yeah, um, and I'm a, I'm not a huge Chiefs fan. Like I love the Chiefs and uh, yeah. Mahomes and everybody. So like I'm a, I'm a sports fan. So I watch all the sports. Um, like when ESPN the Ocho comes on, I'm glued into whatever those guys have on TV. I think those <laughs> things are great. <laughs> um, and so the uh, so the MLS I think is going to keep growing and growing. Um, I really do. I think that the more that um, the MLS can reach out to um, uh, urban communities, um, because uh, soccer can be a um, elitist kind of sport where it's just if you've got the money, then you, you you're better. Um, and I think that that's the one thing that like um, uh, like like. Back, there's basketball goals everywhere, so right. you don't have to. You don't even have to own a basketball to go play. You just go to a park and hop in with someone who has them. You know, it's, uh, football is a little different where you have to be organized and you know you know really only play for your your school. Usually, there's not really there's not really league uh, like we'd have with like club soccer and club baseball where you can play year round. Um, but I think that the more that um, uh, people um, uh, as more um, like generational of kids um, that they become adults that have played soccer, then it's going to keep growing in that aspect. Um, because I grew up where the we did we only had uh, what four or five club teams in my division when I played soccer. Only one gotcha. division. Yep. Now, if you go to Heartland Soccer, there's eight divisions with eight teams in each division. Yep. So you've got this generation of kids that are playing soccer and are going to grow up and understand the game more. I mean, that was the biggest thing, what, 10 years ago. Nobody even knew the rules of soccer. Right. You know, and even when you, I went to the Wizards games when they were at Arrowhead, um, um, or even when sporting, the very first season sporting opened, you could totally tell that the cauldron had no idea what was going on, but it was just a party atmosphere. Well, yeah. Now, yeah. the cauldron knows exact. They know the rules now, so now they're like they're getting into referees more. Or the you know, the guy that calls offsides, they're like they know what offsides is now. Yeah, it's <laughs> so awesome. They're totally uh, they're totally more invested into it uh, than they were before, and I think that that's just going to continue to grow and grow and grow. And they're adding more MLS franchises. Yeah. Um, so the league is growing and honestly I would love for see it I would love to see it go to like what they have over in Europe. I'm a I'm a big Manchester United fan. So uh, like man, uh, man City Man City right here, buddy. 
Oh no! Oh my gosh! So I say that. I mean, I watch them. I watch them, but I'm not. Do what? You probably didn't enjoy playing us this year, then. No, no, no. And the deal is, like, I'm a Man City guy, but I'm like, I'm super casual about it. So, like, if it's on, like, I'll have it on, like, like YouTube TV or whatever, and like, I'll have it on, and like, we'll watch with the guys at work because they got into soccer. (laughs) Now, the the guys at work are more like La Liga, La Liga Mexicano, and so like Club America and like all those guys. But then they still put on those games too. So. Um, I would, I couldn't tell you any players or anything, but I, one of my <laughs> goals in my life is to go to a Premier League game. I think that would be like yeah. insane to go to to see I, that. I'm right there with you. It's in my bucket list. I've never gone. Uh, the only time I've ever left the country was on my honeymoon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we went to St. Lucia, so we went down the Caribbean. You know, so I I've never been to Europe or anything. So that's that's on the bucket list to go to yeah. a, to Old Trafford and watch a Man United game. And I think if it'd be I could awesome. go to a like I would love to go to like to a Man United Liverpool, Man United Man City, Man United oh. Arsenal, you know, Man United Chelsea. I'd love to go to a big game if I could. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that's on the bucket list because I'd love to be in that atmosphere and just see how it compares to like sporting oh, yeah. fields and everything, you know. Yeah. So we'll go. We'll go ahead and go to that last question. So barbecue. What's your go-to barbecue in KC? And you could also give us your like your go-to dish too with it. Oh man, that's a good one. Um, I'll tell you what, I, I love, um, Joe's. Yeah. Uh, I think Joe's is fantastic. Um, that's kind of the one that we, when we go to barbecue, we go to Joe's. Um, and I just, uh, honestly, I'm pretty basic when it comes to barbecue. Like I love this, but I just, I love just a good, you know, turkey sandwich. Um, uh, just some that, that barbecue smoked turkey with their barbecue sauce on. Um, that's kind of, that's kind of my go-to. What's the go-to side? Uh, potato salad, always potato salad. Wow. Okay. I don't All know right. if anybody said potato salad. Yeah, I think that's uh, new. Yeah, I at, Joe, at Joe's, I'm for the fries. Fries, fries at Joe's for me. <laughs> yeah, you know, I love them all, but I mean, I just love potato salad. Potato so I'll salad. eat that stuff up no matter where I go. <laughs> that's awesome. Hey, hey, coach. One of the best things for my crowd, Mike's, is the high school parents not knowing the rules and, and offsides and, and continuation <laughs> of play. And, and I always love right. it when, when people start ah, penalty, 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 but they let the play continue. Oh, okay. They finally blew it. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's one of the rules. That's one of like a, a fairly new rule in the last couple of years of they've, they've said, Hey, you know, let officials don't call the foul right away. You can always let it, let it see if the play develops. And if it does, then let's keep, and you know, and this is where soccer, I feel, is being progressive. It's, you know, let's, let, let's keep the game flowing. Let's keep the game going. Let's yeah, like not that. stop, 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 stop. Let's yeah. see if the, if the team maintains possession. Well, then why stop it? Let's just keep going. And so yeah. I think that's, you know, I'd love to see, like, basketball do that. I mean, can you imagine, you know, someone fouls someone, but yet they're still going let's let them go you know i mean just you know that in other sports just this little stuff like that that i feel yeah. like soccer's really um i'm not gonna say ahead of the game but have really done some good rule changes mine's to a big keep one. the game flowing from going mine's a big one get rid of offsides altogether in hockey and soccer oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, easy to coach then just camp camp, camp. <laughs> i'll tell you what i don't know how many times i've heard that from people <laughs> like why do they even have offsides why not just let them go wherever they want <laughs> it makes sense uh, but yeah I, I hear that you know yeah. you, in basketball you hey, hear you know, box out box out box out all the time out of coaches you uh, in soccer we'd start here camp 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 
Yeah. <laughs> I think that's just it. Like you, I think, honestly, I don't think people would enjoy the game as much as what I, as, oh, what I always tell people. Like, because if you had no offsides, then you would literally leave two people or one or two people up by the 18 yard box as a forward, which would force the other team to leave probably three back, two or three back, depending on how yeah, far the game wouldn't were. be as good. And then, and all of a sudden, then the whole entire midfield just gets opened up. And yeah. I think players would get too tired because now you're talking about a ton more running than we already do in our game. <laughs> you know, because now instead of, you know, you know, keeping that high line, now you're just, you can just run all over the field and be anywhere. And yeah, I, I don't think people would enjoy it as much. I really don't. Well, a good soccer match is 1 0, 2 1, right? What would a good soccer match be without without um, offsides? What would the score be? Oh my gosh! Without offsides, <laughs> looking at, we're looking at football like, scores here now. Well, a good yeah, football. Right. So, we're looking at baseball scores now. Well, remember, remember Marty Schottenheimer ball. <laughs> yeah. It was fourteen to seven. It'll be like a Marty ball game. Yeah, 14, <laughs> 14 Marty ball. Yeah, there you go. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you probably. I mean, you play have games six to six to seven. Um, you know. 10-7, I mean, they'd, they'd be high scoring for sure, which I know that's, that was always the big knock on soccer in America is, you know, we have football and basketball where scores are 85 to 70 and, you know, 28-27 uh, to in football, you know, uh, it's, you don't have that as much well, in soccer. But the way I compare it to people, I told them, it's like, you know, you know, like uh, uh, Kobe's, Kobe Bryant's 70-point game or Michael Jordan's 70-point game, you know, um, that 70-point game, that's, if you took all those points and put them together, that's what it feels like to win a game one nothing and score that one goal in the 94th minute of a game. Like, that's yeah. that yeah. emotion and rush. That's what it feels like is scoring all 70 points at once. Yep. Yeah, for well, sure. Why soccer players go crazy when they score and they go nuts and take their shirts off because they're just ah. But yeah. but a fourteen but a fourteen seven football game people are excited about right? It's and that's a two one game yeah. right? <laughs> you know so yeah it's that's just, the, yeah. You got to understand the art of soccer. Yeah no I, yeah I agree. Yeah. It's just it's just a different think, game. Yeah, and that goes back to what you were talking about before with the whole MLS thing. I think people understand the game more, and which is why MLS is kind of growing uh, more and more. So I think that, you know, I think in about 10 years, I think that we will be right there. I think we may pass hockey. Um, and then, I mean, I've, I mean, depend on the marketplace, but I think yeah. we'll pass hockey. And I think we'll, we'll, we'll be pretty close to passing baseball, I think, at that point. Yeah. I don't think we'll ever catch football or basketball. Nah. I don't think that's ever going to happen. Yeah. I mean, those two are too, they're too big. Yeah. Um, especially football. The NFL is its own, its own beast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is. The NFL is, is nuts. Um, but uh, so anything else uh, before we let you go that you want to say about, you know, this year's team or the seniors that we may have missed? Uh, you know, just, uh, you know, again, just I want to thank you guys so much for letting me come on and chat with you guys a little bit about the team and the seniors and give them a shot um, uh, as much as we can. And, uh, you know, just, you know, the, the potential we had on paper to win a state title was definitely there. And, you know, of course, you never know what will happen, but you know, I really love our chances of what they would have uh, been able to accomplish. And, you know, just we'll miss out on that opportunity to try to go prove it, to try to go. Uh, out there and play and see what would have happened 
against all the other good teams out there and measure ourselves against those teams as part of sports too is you know how good were you or how good are you you get to go play these other teams and see what happens so we'll miss out on that opportunity uh, uh but i know the seniors will um they'll be stronger because of this i mean adversity makes you stronger um and so they'll um they'll come out ahead of the game uh, maybe than others would because they know what loss feels like um they know what it feels like to not have this season and so um, they'll take that with them to motivate them in whatever they do, whether it's in college next year or if it's in uh, their job or schoolwork next year and um, in the future. All right. Well, again, this was Coach Jamie Kelly, the head boys and girls soccer coach at Shawnee Mission East. Uh, we thank you for your time today, and uh, good luck to you and all those seniors, and maybe we'll get you on uh, right before the fall season gets going. Yeah, let's plan on that. Yeah, sounds great. I'd love to come back on and uh, talk about the boys. Cool. Maybe we can do a, a fall a pre-season show on the field. Maybe bring, um, maybe if it's on a Friday night, maybe some of your senior girls come back. We we honor them then, and then we broadcast the game. Something like that. Something fun. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I would maybe. love it. And, and Gary great. Carl gets to call soccer. Yeah, hey, I don't know if you want me calling. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, get this guy though. Give, give the, just hand him the rule book like five minutes before the game starts. Use this. I think Austin. I think, you know, I think that what I think you're people need that, Gary. Oh. Yeah, maybe maybe, maybe they do. I, I don't think they need me calling a soccer game, but you know who knows? I'll try it. Yeah, Gary, you got to do the goal. You got to. You got to. That'll be that'll be Gary right there. All right, well, and and, yeah. and Gary, you know. You would have, since you don't know soccer, you would have to be up there yelling in the broadcast mic, offsides, 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 on the contentious. <laughs> he just be, he just hey, be waiting. Offsides, this guy's, this guy's running around. He's kicking the ball. What is happening? <laughs> I don't know. It's going at, what are they doing? He's throwing it now. I know what, what offsides is, is. I mean, I tell my defensive lineman not to do it. Every day we talk about it. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit different. A little bit, Coach a little Kelly, we'll let you continue Ooh, learning on learning on the game of soccer, and we'll let Coach Carl continue learning the game of football. How's that? <laughs> yeah, there that, we go. That, that might that might be safer that way. <laughs> yeah, I think everybody would benefit more that way. But uh, hey, thanks again for jumping on with us. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back to close the show. Cool. Thanks, Coach. Thanks, Coach. Right now the pressure bust the pipe It over fully cup We beat with him a fight You think we would give up this summer retribution Right so what you Radical Athletic Wear and Fan Radical specializes in custom, one-of-a-kind, 100% supplemented cut and sew uniforms and fan wear for the Radical fan. There is no limitation to your uniform design. 
If you can think of it, we can design and create it. Our price includes artwork, and we have no hidden or added fees. Let Reticle Athletic Wear be your supplier of quality, custom, one-of-a-kind uniforms and fanwear. Give us a call at 785-764-6346. That's 785-764-6346. Radical Athletic Wear, where we don't tell you what we have, we ask you what you want. And Fan Radical, for the Radical fan. Van life. It's been defined as the continuous, everlasting void of living in a van. And if van life is calling you, then you should check out vanduit.com. Vanduit can be used as a primary vehicle with seven-passenger seating, convertible to a camper van, or anywhere in between. Go ahead, give our site and blog a gander. We assure you, it's going to make you say, you, Vanduit. 816-944-2229. Or check us out at vanduit.com. I'm Gary. This is Austin. And we are Midwest Mike's coming back at you live from the Euclid TV studios right here inside the High V Arena. Man, that was uh, another great show. Coach Kelly was awesome. Coach, yeah, he was great. Uh, continuing the trend of, of Shawnee Mission East coaches being all very cool and being all very uh, good guests and sharp. And so you, when, when, you know, when you guys talk about your chemistry as far as coaches like coming together and talking about and working with each other on athletes, it makes sense because all these guys are – they're, they're smart enough to realize, you know, uh, what they can gain by working with each other as far as sharing athletes and everything. So awesome guest, And uh, for sure, it, it, hopefully he comes back on in the fall to talk about the boys. I, I think he was, he was game for it. So yeah, we'll do it. Yeah. So uh, I wanted to bring up something. Uh, NFL, because that's the only sports stuff's going yeah. on right now, really. Right. Who's – Okay, is Bill O'Brien a, a, a genius or is he a is just knucklehead? Did you see a trade yesterday? I did. Second round pick for Brandon Cooks. Yeah. Um, what is that? <laughs> you, you, so you had Hopkins. Yeah, you trade him away, and then you trade for a pick a Cooks. And so for he a pick. Right? Yeah, I, I saw the breakdown. The breakdown of all the moves he's done, and he literally moved. I think he, it's down in the draft. It's down in the draft. He lost Hopkins. He, ended up, he ends up with Cooks because he got a second round when he traded Hopkins, yeah. I think, and then moved all stuff around. And I'm like, is, you know what? You still, when you break down the offensive roster, they actually they still look really good. And I think but at the same time, I just I don't understand. It had to be him and Hopkins were. But I think it was last week on the show you mentioned that um, Watson wants to be traded. Or yeah. was possibly going to be traded? Yeah, so Vegas had – and I haven't looked at those lately, um, and, and I hadn't heard any news this week about that. I did. I saw a tweet yesterday. I um, can't remember who it was from, but it was not, it was not completely like fake news because it was, it was not like an Adam Schefter or an Ian Rappaport, but it was like a tier below that of like guys that report – A little, a little like rumor, kind of rumor guys. Yeah. Um, and that they said Deshaun Watson has requested a trade from the organization or to the organization. However, that I wonder if that's why he pulled the trigger on getting Brandon Cooks. Maybe, maybe they're they're zero doing that sense. to try to keep him happy. I I don't know. But the only the only thing that makes sense where to there's me, smoke, there's fire. Right, well, that's true. And the weird thing to me is, okay, if you're going for a rebuild, you should be shedding salary. Instead yeah. of you t- literally just took he just took on two bad contracts. Cooks is a bad contract. 
And David Johnson is <laughs> a terrible contract. A, like the worst contract. He signed it when he was really, really good and a top five back. And he's not anymore. He got banged up. He could I mean, he could be again. Anyway, so I saw that yesterday, and I thought, I was like, what the heck am I bringing up on the show? Because it's literally like it's, it's confusing to me what the strategy is. Because you're not getting younger. No. I, I don't understand. It's one of those teams. Houston's one of those teams now that feels uh, directionless, where you don't know where they're going. Whereas a lot of the other teams, you could always kind of tell where they're going, um, sort of. Vikings, mm-hmm. Vikings did confuse me. Re-up Cousins, yeah. trade-away Diggs. I don't understand. Are you rebuilding? Yeah, you I don't in? get that either. So like, like when Dallas makes their moves and with the stuff they're doing, I, I understand. I kind of see the pattern, yeah. The pattern right now for those guys is Jerry's all in. Yeah. He thinks this is the squad. The Chiefs, obviously, they're keeping the they're team They're bringing intact. back 20, 20 of 22 starters I saw. <laughs> yeah, so like the Chiefs pretty much stay the same, and then they're going to try to add depth in the draft, which is great. Veach has been awesome in the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways – a lot of t- the teams that do well, you can understand and you kind of can see where they're going. And actually with the Patriots, uh, with some of the moves they've done, uh, is it, it looks like Belichick understands he has house money because he's not adding any contracts. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so it's, another, just kinda, it's confusing. Houston's confusing. Another podcast I listen to that you put on my radar is part of my take. My favorite. Well, that's my second favorite. Um, this is your first. The third, no, so it's be my – Part anyway. of my take is my fourth favorite. Anyway, so I, I was listening to it, and their episode that came out late last night, early this morning, they're talking about a rumor that uh, Gronk is going to sign with Tampa Bay. He what? And that to to appease New England, that Tampa Bay will have to give up a draft pick. Because he's still under his... Because he would technically still be their property, but Bill Belichick is smart and he's not going to be vengeful and say, well, no, you can't have him. He's going to get a pick. He's going to say, just, just give me a pick. Cause give he, me, give me a, whatever pick that may be. I don't, I don't know that it'll be a second round pick, third round pick. Second or third, right? Okay. Probably something like that. Probably third. But so, you know, what's he, funny about that is he'll just say, okay, I'll take the pick and yeah. I'll find another good player. He's house money. Like literally Belichick can win seven or eight games this year. And people are going to be like, well, he won't. The Patriots, he will. It went more. He'll be like nine or – like with not a great quarter. Who knows how good – Sean Watson is going to be his quarterback. Oh, my God. They they went 12 with Watson, 12 or 13. And uh, so it's going to be nasty. But that's interesting that Gronk would do that. And it makes sense a little bit. He's given his body time to heal. And now that the – He's a 24-7 champion. Yeah, he'll lose – so he'll lose the belt. Actually, you know what? He won't sign until training camp's done. Because yeah. it looks like he's still in good shape. And he'll come in and he'll play for Tampa Bay and in great weather. And he's probably in Orlando since he has the WWE contract. So he's probably so he's already down there. And that's, like, what, an hour from Tampa? Yeah. I mean, Gronk's na- – when he's – if he's 90, so, if he's 90%, he's still nasty. I'm just uh, – again, I, I'm repeating what I heard. I'm pardon my take. Excuse me, as I was listening to it early this morning. Yeah, you know what? And I don't really usually toot the horn of other shows too much unless they're you know friends of the show. Uh, another thing part of my take is doing uh, – I follow Big Cat on social media, Instagram. Okay. Did you follow him on Instagram? Before I uh, No, I don't think so. He bought a PlayStation 3 and then bought NCAA Football 13 or whatever. The last, And then he created a, a coach, and he's like – documenting him going through playing this like career mode NCAA football which is like the greatest football game ever made ever 
Uh, even better than Tecmo. I like Tecmo, but NCAA football is, was the best. You know, get at me on that. But but it's, so it's cool. But anyways, I'll turn everybody. Part of my take is an amazing show. So, uh, but yeah, any other any other sports news going on right now besides uh, that stuff? I watched the National Centipede Championships the other night. What? Yeah. No. Where was that held at? <laughs> I'm joking. That was in uh, Guatemala. They uh, Jamaica. <laughs> yeah, it's in Jamaica. <laughs> I bet three shillings on the on, on yeah. Rover the Centipede. But, no, uh, I did. Uh, as far as betting goes, I uh, actually did okay. I bet on WrestleMania. I did pretty good. Nice. So I hit all the matches. It was it was really good. I hit and all the we'll matches. Talk, on the we'll last talk more day. about that later because I know um, you got to get moving. Have you watched any of the NBA? Uh, you know the the PlayStation NBA on TV. I no. no, I'm down for it because I saw it the other day. The heck! I mean, they got to do I something. So I mean, you know, I, I haven't seen it. Um, I've watched some of the Madden, like the some of, some of the uh, betting websites are doing like Madden simulations, like to uh, to have bets and stuff going on. And so they just have the AI playing each other. So I watched some of that. So it's I mean, you just you just doing what you got to do to get through the the sports drought right now. So yep. So all right. Well, uh, make sure you check that stuff out. Our website midwestmikes.com. You click TV.com. Uh, There's some interviews up with Missouri and Kansas coaches like we had been talking about that didn't get to finish their season in basketball. Uh, if you are a coach and would like to talk to Jim at You Click TV or us about your team uh, that you play a spring sport with, uh, and that is now canceled in both states, um, you can reach out to – us at midwestmikes at gmail.com or Jim, your email is at jimbly at uclicktv.com. Yes. Okay. So you can email Jim at jimbly at uclicktv.com and uh, try to schedule a time to honor your seniors, um, just like we've done with several other coaches, try to give you an outlet uh, to talk about them and, and what they meant to your program. But uh, lastly, to close out, talk about DJ Showtime. He still owe us money. He does still owe us money. Should we talk about him? He's a high school mate. What? what? He's a high school mate. Yeah, he's a high school friend of ours. He'll pay us. If not, we'll send Big Polly after him. Who's <laughs> that? Big Polly's coming Pauly. after you, Marcus. Yeah, Purdy. Uh, we actually talked about maybe uh, next Friday night doing like a Twitter live um, happy hour or something with him spinning tunes. Maybe what the so. heck? Why not? I don't know. Just, we'll just, just hey, set it up. Yeah. Gary, so. uh, what ha- I, didn't, I didn't get to watch the Goldberg fight. What happened? That had to have been rigged. Five minutes? Yeah, he, he, yeah, looked, he, he, did, he did exactly I mean, what I he should have done, buddy. in my opinion. He looked so bad. And I'm not talking about, like, oh, he was scripted to lose the match. He looked out of shape. Like, he looked out of shape. Like, he was winded, and I was like, oh, boy, just end this but he's, you know, here's the deal. The dude's 50, what, 50, how old is he, 53? Yeah. Age. So, got the gray in the beard. Is he, he actually should, he should have retired from wrestling, uh, be 16 years ago is when he should have been done, done. Well, and then he, just doing appearances. That was a pretty good fight he had the first time. The comeback. Le- I mean, Lesnar. it wasn't bad. I mean, he got hurt. Really, Which, seriously, did get hurt. Yeah. What, against Lesnar? I don't know. I don't know. He looked, I, I mean, know. like, it's. It's unless you know he could do a tag match and like bounce off like another guy like kind of put yeah. him over, but the one on one style. How old he was looked, the guy he was fighting? Braun, uh, or Braun, uh, Braun, 
LeBron maybe 30 or 30. Yeah, he's probably uh, in yeah. his 30s. That's a so. big difference there. And it's a big yeah, boy. That's it me, is. That's me taking you on, Gary. Yeah. That's the next WrestleMania. <laughs> right here. Anyway, live so, at Hive Arena. Here DJ, we go. D- DJ Showtime, 816-260-2056. Tell him <laughs> that Midwest Mike's told you to hit him up. And make sure when you call him, maybe all of our listeners should just call him and be like, hey, you need to pay your bill. That's cool with me. Hit him up on Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, don't, be, don't be too mean about it, but just just say that. Yeah. I was going to hire you, but, you know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he needs a gig. <laughs> What's so the he odds on us? our meet? Huh? What's the odds on our match? What are you putting our odds at, Austin? I'm betting on – well, see, I'll be your manager, so I'm, I'm actually betting on you. Oh, okay. Because so I'm going to hit this guy right. with a chair. What's the odds? I'm going to hit him with a chair the ref's not looking. What's the starting odds? Uh, you're see see what they they'll look at you like an older guy and they'll give you they'll give you double money. But but so Gary's on that keto diet though. Yep, keto. So, all right, keto. we got we got we gotta get out of here. Uh, Instagram DJ KC Showtime, check them out. Uh, it's been another great show. I'm Gary. This is awesome. Jim's up there behind the scenes. We are Midwest Mics, and we'll be back next week. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's uh actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you fifteen percent or more." But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Es mejor llegar tarde a casa que nunca volver a llegar. Es mejor llegar tarde al trabajo que nunca volver a trabajar. Y es mejor recoger tarde a tus hijos que nunca volver a recogerlos. Llegar tarde a donde vayas por esperar a que pase el tren es mucho mejor que arriesgar tu vida tratando de ganarle el paso. Por algo existe el dicho, más vale tarde que nunca. Alto. El tren. No para. Mensaje de Nitzel.